truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. Then why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. Episode 68 of the Geek Generation. Once again, Mike Volpe and Brian Lipsitz are That's in right. studio with Ooh. me. And later on in the program, we will be speaking with G4 and Attack of the Show's Chris Gore. Chris Gore. Very exciting. Fantastic. It is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so pumped. But before we talk to Chris, we do have our Geek Outs and Freak Outs to go yep. over. So we might as well get started with those. Yay! Brian. Oh, of course you throw it at me. Why um, not? <laughs> I don't want to start. Um, my first geek out would be it's uh it's wrestling related because I saw no yeah, you never geek out over never. wrestling. Um, I Edge uh, for those who don't know Edge got mm. inducted is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year and I think that's uh really cool. Some people are saying it's too soon, but uh, really uh, too soon, too yeah. soon. Yeah, but I I think it's perfect because he retired. He had to retire. <laughs> There's the music. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's doing a pose making me fun of that. Yeah. The Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. But um Adam <laughs> Copeland. <laughs> Sexton Hardcastle. No, yeah, if there's a, there has to be a Sexton Hardcastle chant. That's without the doubt the best indie name ever. Absolutely. But um no, he retired last year early. He's definitely gonna be the youngest guy ever to be put in the Hall of Fame, but I think it's I think it's good. I mean, he's a big name, and uh, I I think it's it's the right time. But some people are like, oh, it's way too soon. You know, I don't understand. There's no like waiting period. It's not like it's a real sport. No. Yeah. So and then it's not like someone died too no. soon, man. Well, too yeah, soon. too soon. Think of him as well. Shawn Michaels retired, and then a yeah, year later, exactly. And they they're inducting in um the. The four, horse. four Horsemen. Yeah, Flair, Flair will Flair. be there. And Ric Flair will be there, even though he's under contract with TNA. I don't know how that happened, but he will be there on the show and in being inducted. So he'll be getting his second Well, I think favorite. that's actually good because it's actually promotion for TNA. I don't think they're – I mean, it is. I mean, but, they're not going to promote no TNA necessarily. But no one knows what TNA but, is anyways. Yeah. I think most people still think he's with WWE, but – Maybe. Um, but, yeah, those are the two uh, – it's, it's going to be exciting, I think, to see Edge and Four Horsemen and Flair to be there. It's going to be – I love the Hall of Fame every year. No matter how bad, you know, the WrestleMania card or whatever the product is, the Hall of Fame is always great. Cause Agreed. It's people you grew up with, and it's something to, you know, watch and, and enjoy. So Cool. Any others? Uh, no, it's been one geek out. All right. Just one? Yeah, well, you have plenty, so don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, they're not, like, big things. But... All right, well, my birthday was on the 10th. Oh, shameless. Plan. Happy birthday, Woo! Mike Wolfe! Not as old as Rob, but... <laughs> you know, oh. oh, oh, oh. Oh. Wow. Really? <laughs> really? How well, old are you going to be? 31. 31. I'm going to be 31 on February 9th, though, so it's okay. Are you? Yeah. 
Yeah, what's up? Uh, yeah, what's up, what's up, Mr. Uh, young Man? That's right. uh, I've, I got Ninja Turtle pajamas. I saw that. I, oh, we did, I saw it. I was it, yeah. so excited when I opened that up. <laughs> I'm like, jealous. This is the greatest thing ever. It's the, the cartoony, um, like, happy face Ninja Turtles yep. from, like, the 80s. Yep. Late that's 80s. what I remember. Yeah, oh, yeah. Car- yeah, that that was from the cartoons. Awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was just excited to get those. The only downfall is that they don't have pockets, but... Oh, why would you yeah. need pockets? Well, I went to put my cell phone in my pocket, yeah. and there was no pocket. Who is your favorite of the Ninja? Yeah, Turtles? if you had to pick out, of the I always liked Michelangelo. You would. He was a party dude. He <laughs> was a party dude. Yeah. But I relate more with, I think, with Raphael, like that. That like, don't uh, boss lo- me around, loner, uh, like take, aggressive. Right, yeah, yeah, walks yeah. away from the group and then gets his ass beat and then comes back. I was always a, a Leonardo guy just because I liked the color blue and I liked mm-hmm. his swords. It's probably no shock. I was a Donatello guy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. With his hmm. bow staff. And so we just various ran the g- gadgets. Yeah, we just ran the gamut of all of them. <laughs> Us three could be yeah. all four. Right. Uh, I got, I'm excited. I got my protein powder is going to be going into a store in Massachusetts. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, one of, a guy who owns an, uh, a supplement store in southern Rhode Island. Yep. friend of his owns one in Massachusetts. And I guess they have common uh, customers who go back and forth. And a guy bought my protein. Yep. Brought it up to that store and gave the owner of the store like some samples to try. And the guy mm-hmm. was like, I want it. Apparently, he's going to, instead of having to put it on consignment, mm-hmm. he's going to buy cases of it off me. Up That's front. awesome. Thank God, because I'm right, so, right. Yeah. I'm running out. Like, I have almost nothing left. Yeah. And I'm at this point where I'm looking at the bank account, which I've taken really no money out of. And I'm like, there's still literally four grand of money just floating around that I still have to collect between what's sitting on a shelf, uh, you know, what I have to collect from store owners still. It's just yep. like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. It's just That's a pain the in business the ass. You so, got into. Well, I gotta run that, well, I gotta run that circle. Yeah. Well, yeah, but eventually it's gonna be more things like this. Yeah. So right. this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, right. So congrats. Yeah, yeah, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm actually really excited to start wrestling again. Like we haven't, I haven't wrestled since November. What's wrestling? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rob's like, what's wrestling? Well, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I'm just excited. Yeah. Not like having not wrestled yeah, if you're lucky, maybe December. I'll come to a show. Maybe oh. you weren't there to see my big match. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Richard and I fell through a table. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you you did fall through. No, I was talking with Amanda, who's our well, was our manager. Yep. Trying to come up was with your manager to add, really well, to add to the gimmick. So we came up with the idea of she's gonna have like a vial of like fake blood. Around Angelina her Jolie neck. is our new gimmick. Then, right? <laughs> well, after, it's not Billy Bob Thornton's do blood. Though. We're gonna kind of forcefully make me champion. Through like what we say and what we do in the ring, like rather than waiting for they'll JC, have no choice but to put the belt on you, right? So what we're gonna do is she'll have the vial of blood every mm-hmm. time we beat somebody. She gets in the ring, gives me the vial. And I'm just gonna put like a blood red X across their forehead. And in gimmicks, we're gonna talk about just Xing out person after person. So yeah, it's like almost until like there's a nobody left. And so you're basically champion. almost running like isn't that kind of like what uh, Michael Sane was doing? I don't know. Did he? He had an X on his forehead and he was putting it on people's heads like with a marker. He hasn't been around here forever. Nobody remembers him. I'll do it. I don't even Oof. know who he is. Oof. Plus, he's a Russian guy in Florida now. He I'll is do now, it. It doesn't yeah. matter. Right. <laughs> Nobody watches it anyway. Nobody watches it anyway. Uh, <laughs> my sister got me a gift for Christmas, and I had no idea what it was going to be. And this ties into New York Comic Con okay. a little Uh-oh. bit. All right. Because she's like, well, don't make plans for December 16th because it's your Christmas gift. I'm like, all right, whatever. So she oh. takes me to... Foxwoods, and I still have no idea why we're there. Yeah, and she's like, "All right, well, here's your card." Open. I it already up. figured and it I out. Open up. And it was Lisa Lampanelli yep. tickets. Oh. I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" Because <laughs> we great. ran into her. Right, right. We saw her on the street at yeah. You were ready to jump her bones. I- 
Well, that sounds dirty. It is dirty. <laughs> it is dirty. No, I like her. She's That's funny. what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't want to have sex with yeah, her. Yeah, you do. All right. Well, <laughs> just be like, yeah, I banged the fat chick. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> and Boyd no, was offensive. It's, too. More, <laughs> it's more of a respect banging. Right. It's a thank you bang. <laughs> it's a thank you. I find you really I, funny. I think you're really funny, so I'd like to bang you. Well, it turns out, uh, I was listening on Howard Stern. She says that nobody ever approaches her on the street. Right. Which made me go, God damn it. Why, why, didn't, didn't, <laughs> why didn't we approach right, her? Right, she right. probably would have stood there and talked to us She for a probably would have, yeah. yeah. But it, I didn't even see her. I didn't awesome notice her at show. all. Awesome yeah. show. She's really good live. She is. And She's she funny. did, uh, after the show, she did exactly what um, um, the Nerdists do. She went out into the hallway. Oh, really? Autographs. Did you meet her? I didn't because... When I finally got out, when my sister and I walked out of the theater, yeah, I, we stood in line for how long to meet him? Yeah, and I didn't while. even and care. This was like a theater that was four times bigger. Oh I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah. I was like, my sister was like, "Do you want to meet her?" And I was like, "I don't want to stand in line for four hours." It was a huge line. Yeah, I didn't meet her, but I thought that was really cool that yeah. somebody even at her level. Yeah, that seems yeah, to be that's the new great. Thing. I've never seen that before. Well, a lot of comedians will sell their stuff that way too, but. Yeah, I think it's becoming now that more people can share information about the comedians like, yeah. oh, so and so is really cool because they do yeah. this. Everyone wants that reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she wasn't charging for anything. It was the same thing. You just yeah. go down. She has stuff for sale, but pictures, autographs, whatever for nothing. That's great. It was cool. And then uh, I had a couple friends of mine who hadn't listened to the podcast yet. We had talked about it. Oh, yeah. Getting yeah. them to listen to it. And we yep. said, what episode would you have them listen to? <laughs> oh, no. So we had him listen to Asplosion. Right. Which Episode now 50 just people. <laughs> unleashed a whole new wave of ass jokes into my life oh, from those no. people who hadn't listened before. And uh, Rob's fiddling with something over there. No, I'm just. Oh, I thought you were looking for, like, I need a farting noise. No, stop doing the behind the scenes stuff. I'm just getting things ready, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just people getting like, things stop, ready. Stop, Rob, I, stop speaking to the mic. I thought behind the scenes stuff was cool. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, so I don't I, do anything. We have a whole other intern that runs the sound effects. I do nothing. He just, he just left the room actually right yeah. now. Yep, she's naked. Left. There she goes. Uh, but it was cool to listen to that episode again because it just reminded me of how terribly funny that week in my life was. It was <laughs> And humorous. like I said, they're just ripping on me now. Ha ha, ripping. <laughs> 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 ripping. So those are my... They're ripping you a new asshole. <laughs> those are my geek outs. Okay. Rob. King of the castle. What are yours? King of the castle. King of the castle. This is some castle. King of the castle. King, he's, like a, he's king of the basement. This is some castle. Actually, I'm planning on relocating Geek Gen HQ very soon. My goal is by February vacation to be out on my that. own once That's again. Closer to me or further away from me? Uh, honestly, I'll probably be like in the same town or next oh, to. Cool. I'm not going that far. It's as long as it's not farther. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably not going to be farther. Uh, but I don't want to talk about that too much on the show. This is where I live. This is where, if you want to come and find him, yeah, here's know, his right? address. Rob um, lives at 123 Geek Way. <laughs> <laughs> if you take a left. My first geek out uh, relates to a game I haven't even played yet. Oh. Which is Skyrim. And oh, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you guys are excited about this. I haven't played it yet either. Uh, I am so, and the more I hear about it, I just started listening to the Indoor Kids, which is another podcast on Nerdist Industries, mm-hmm. a great video game podcast, and they've been geeking out crazy on Skyrim. And the more I hear about it, the more I want to play this game so bad. I do too. Thinking, but with what time? Right. Exactly. You bought me for Christmas. Rob was very nice and bought me uh, Dead Rising. No, too. stop. But stop. Like, he bought me Ultimate Marvel Capcom. Oh, you got it. I probably put a total of an hour into it because I'm like, yeah. what am I going to play? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and Skyrim is going to eat up so much of my Dude, life. Dude, I heard it's like, even if you play it like 80 hours, you're not even like a quarter of the way through. Yeah, the it's but like, that's it's so. 
There's it so just sounds sun, so yeah. amazing. Especially with what you have yeah. now. Uh, and I've always, the whole time I've been debating as to whether I wanted to get it for PS3 or PC. Mm. I'm not even sure if my PC is really going to make it that look that good. Yeah. But PC allows for so many different things that the consoles just can't do. One of which is modifications. And someone was a genius greatest who came up seen. with the greatest thing ever that modifies the dragons in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And I have some audio to play from it. And it's just <laughs> the best thing ever. As fearless in death as he was in life. Next, the Nord and the Rags. I think this is kind of the way the game starts. There it is again. <laughs> I said, next prisoner. I love how that was in the background and everything. Nice and easy. So subtle. The dragon landed on the roof. What in oblivion is that? Sentry, what do you see? Shouting time. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! That's where the dragon just yeah! fire oh. on <laughs> yeah. oh, the it. macho man Ooh, dragon yeah. mod for Skyrim. And it looks good it too. Look good. It's not even like a shoddy work <laughs> no. like they have the hat, the glasses, the hair, the boots, the, the, the trunks. He's slightly muscular. Yeah, yep. it's really cool. They take the wings away, so it looks a little weird when he's it flying. Does. But, you know what they should have done? Instead of the, the wings, they should have had the cape that he used to come out with. Yeah. The, the silver cape with the pink stars on it. Absolutely. Somebody Although, from a it. physics perspective, that'd be difficult to play with, probably, unless it yeah, just it like probably, mapped onto yeah, yeah, the skeleton be, of the wings. Yeah. But I, I don't know how they do all this stuff. And it does know. have, even though it doesn't have that music in the mod, all those voices and everything. Man and every time, watch out of Macho Man. And he always goes, yeah. Yeah. He shouts. Ooh. Oh, my God. That alone makes me want to get the it PC does. version. I want Macho Man Dragons all the way through Skyrim. I would play that game for Macho Man Dragons. I love the fact that it had, like, the voice off in the distance. Like, yeah, like Ooh, right. Macho, Macho Man, man is coming so As good. the dragon, like, flies by. And Macho Man is watch coming the video for you. you. haven't seen it. Yeah, the it's video's hysterical. on the Geek Generation com Must and watch. it'll uh, it'll be linked in the show notes to absolutely check it out it's hysterical <laughs> um the, my next geek out here is something called the phone stack have you boys heard of this before no it's not actually a product it's more of a concept or an idea oh i know what you're talking about do you i think so go ahead oh, okay maybe this is what I um I, I am really annoyed by people that like text and are on their phones and stuff all the time when you're out to dinner and stuff i've talked about it before and like having the proper etiquette for things like that but this is an ingenious concept that I don't know why it didn't come up sooner, and I need more people to adopt it. Basically, as people sit down at the table, you uh, each place your phone face down on the center of the table, or you put them in a stack, as some people tend to do, hence the name, the phone stack. And um, even though they ring, even though you might get text messages and notifications on your smartphones, the whole concept is to follow one important rule. Whoever picks up their phone also picks up the bill. Uh, oh, I like this game. Right? I like so, I it. mean, if if you guys make it all the way through dinner and you all take your phones at the agreed upon time, you split the bit, split the tab as usual. Yeah. But if if you're really that sick of people getting distracted by their phones, That's which I am. Amazing. I am so, oh my. Then you start the phone stack, put everything in the middle, boom, nobody touches them. And if you don't even want to be tempted, that'll tell people to like put it on silent or vibrate. Just shut it off. And, or shut it off and stick it in the middle of the table. Actually be present with the people yeah. you're with. And then at the end of dinner, pick up your phones and go do whatever. Yeah. I think it's awesome. That's fantastic. Best thing I've ever heard of. I, I agree. I'm doing that from now on. Me too. I like Phones, it. Phones, stack Works. it up. 
Because all it's my friends are notorious for like we'll all be sitting in a room and like we'll be watching something like whether it's a wrestling pay per view and they'll all everyone will be on their phones. I'm just like, can we not yeah. like? Yeah, it's it's insane. Can, can you not make conversation or talk? It's right. like be or with the people dinner. you're with yeah, and deal with the other exactly, stuff later. Yeah. yeah. If if what you're dealing with on your phone is better than being here, then, then go water, do whatever that is. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Macho oh, Man yeah. is coming. <laughs> Macho Man is coming uh-huh. for you. Um, my next geek out is uh, about a lady I have on my autograph wall over there, and it is uh, Sophia Bush, because One Tree Hill is back on the air, <laughs> and talking about my guilty plow. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I've never heard that joke before. Um, is this, the, this is the final season, right? And this is the final season. It just came back on, and yes, it is one of my guilty pleasures, but it's not even that the final season has started. It's that she was on a podcast recently, a podcast that's on the Smodcast Network oh, called yeah? uh, Last Week on Earth. Okay, and uh, she was promoting a whole Mozilla Firefox challenge, like to raise money for charity. She's a big uh, advocate for all that kind of stuff, and she had uh, uh, near the beginning of the podcast, she had a conversation with the host Ben Glebe that I I just made me fall in love with her, and I'll play that for you in a sec. But it was also great to hear her as a person. It was like a two hour long episode, and it's you get a sense of celebrities' personalities from their tweets and stuff, mm-hmm. and but most of our tweets are actually relating to either the show or to charity groups, and you don't really get a good sense of her personality. Yeah, she was like filthy on the show. Yeah, it was, really? it was hysterical. Like she didn't go over the line and like talk too deeply personal about her own sex life and whatnot. But she had a really, really good sense of humor. But the thing that still got me the most was this conversation bit here. We all sound like Christian Bale right now, being like, I'm Batman. That's right. His Batman voice is way too intense. It's really intense. It's stupid. Sounds like he has lockjaw. Yeah, it's not a voice nobody would ever have. But I like him so much that it's okay. Somehow he pulls it off, but it's. Batman's my favorite superhero. Oh, the best. I want to be. I like Superman more, but I would like to. We we could all be Batman. We can't be Superman. Batman's my guy. I want to be Batman. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I guess I would have to settle for like Batgirl or Catwoman, which. I mean, Batgirl, that sucks. If I you really Batman. wanted to go Chaz Bono with it, you could become Batman. Yeah. It depends how dedicated you are to this cause. Yeah. How dedicated are you? Not that dedicated okay. to being Batman. I didn't, I didn't feel like we were. Batgirl's the same idea. You get yeah. to keep your female private parts. <laughs> no, I was just Rob, like, Rob, Rob, oh. you can be her Batman. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was just like, yes. You just call up and be like, I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Who is this? It's Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> you said you like Batman. I am Batman. I'm right here. I'm pretty sure I have I'm a better Batman you. voice than Christian Bale does. You probably do, actually. Because yeah. I'm already down there. Not as good as Kevin Conroy, but close. No, well, I mean, come on. I know. We're, we're only mortals compared to Kevin Conroy. <laughs> but I'm Batman. You are. And Sophia Bush will be mine. <laughs> oh, yes. She'll be mine. <laughs> This is going a little too far with it, isn't it? Just, Not yet. Just, just a smidge. Just a little bit. We can go a little bit deeper. Oh, yeah. yeah there we go. <laughs> <laughs> On this all impression version of the Geek Generation. Um, so that was awesome. I thought that was really cool. My last geek out, and I, I don't even know if I have it around me, uh, my GPS, which actually might be up on the shelf over there. It I don't is. know. Is it? Can you grab it for me? Yep. Uh, headset's coming off. That's all right. I don't know if it's actually going to work or not, but I have a... Uh, I have a voice Uh-oh. that I imported into my GPS, which is uh, from Portal. 
No way. Oh, really? My GPS now sounds like GLaDOS. I totally expected Batman to be on I did that. too, kind of. I know, you know right? I really did. It can't all be Batman. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, it can. It, it, everything can be Batman. This is not an officially licensed Garmin voice. Mm-hmm. Someone actually went through the hassle of creating the voice, and it replaces the American English one. Okay. So I wasn't too worried about breaking it, because I always use the British voice anyway, yeah. because for some reason I pay attention more to the British lady <laughs> than I do to the American Plus one. Plus, that, that accent, uh, they don't lie. Yeah. Everything yeah. they say is true. And apparently my battery is dead, so as I'm turning it on, it's uh, shutting off on me. <laughs> uh, but error. I would I would have simulated a, uh, yeah, it's shutting off. I'm so prepared. I, actually, <laughs> I had it in the windowsill so it would get some reception. So it would knew where I was and then I could that find big it. Out. But anyway, uh, it does have GLaDOS's voice. It doesn't nice. make That's jokes cool. and stuff, but it sounds a lot like or it's not perfect again. But now my GPS sounds like GLaDOS, which is friggin' awesome. Sweet. That's cool. But I'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well, too. So if people want to put that on their Garmin Nuvies, it works for. That's what uh, I have. Any of your brands of Nuvi. So there's websites out there where you just download this? Stuff? Yeah, there's the file. You download the full voice file and you just replace it. You plug your GPS in with the USB cable mm-hmm. and you just overwrite a file. Huh. That's it. Oh. Done. Cool. Sounds Done very Done deal, cool. pal. Done deal. Hmm. Uh, those are all my geek outs, though. So let's move on to... Oh, freak out! Brian? Right. Uh, I didn't out. really have any, but now that uh, banning back to the phone thing, one thing that pisses me off most is I've been gone. I've been going to the movies like I think I went to see two or three different movies in the past month or two, and every time I go to the movie theater now, there's always someone who they're not on their phone, but they'll have their phone open and like be checking like Facebook or something while the movie is going on in the theater. Yeah, and it really annoys the shit out of me. No, I get that, and I'm like, why the fuck? And it's like. I don't under. I just can't like you know. I go to a movie. I shut my phone off. Yeah. I don't understand these people who have to like consistently be checking their texts or their Facebook or their Twitter feed or whatever while they're at a movie. If you're at a movie, like I would, I just try another one of those things. Be in the movie. I just don't get it, and it's consistently happening more and more often now. Yeah, yeah. Where I see more, and like it's complete darkness, and you see a light, so it's like okay, right. yeah, it catches your eye, yeah, takes you out of the and movie. It's yeah. like, oh, I want to, and like you, you know, I'm not the kind that's gonna like say something, but it's just like well, when we're at the Dark Knight Rises, someone does that. I will break that. <laughs> I will break your phone. I'm just gonna stand them. up and be like, put the goddamn no, phone no, down. He'll take a battery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bam. I have him. I have him. No, I get what you. I play with my phone until. The preview. Well, yeah, I, like, that's I look different. At the time no. and I'm like, are right, the movies going to yeah, start? In, like, two I, I minutes. have no yeah. problem with that. That's, Even the that, person I'm with, the Rob's the only guy I don't have to say it to. But if I'm with people, I'm like, hey, you should make sure your phone's off. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. If it went and, off. And, you know what's so stupid is that, and I don't want to be the guy who's with the person whose phone goes right, off. Yeah, then I look like an asshole. And yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but they even have the cheesy like, you know, running before the movies. Now, please silence yourself. And people still just like, blatantly and they ignore. run it like three or four times. Yeah. They're not and, even subtle and at this point. Blatantly ignore. It's like, dude, are you like just, you know, yeah, uh, it's it's such a it's such an annoyance now where it makes me angry to go to the movies. Agreed. Um, I'm going to go next because I don't have any freakouts. Believe it or not, I am freakoutless this week. It's been a good week. Well, that's a good week. Then Yeah, it's been a long time. So uh, I think I there was like one point at some point I didn't have freakouts, but I got nothing this week. Sweet. All right. My first one is uh, wrestling related. All right. All right. And, well, Chris Jericho made his return. Yes. They've been building up for quite a few weeks with the about eight weeks. They built eight weeks up, with yeah. the videos, which were really creepy. So it was like, all right, who could the, there yeah. was like a, a little guy, Jericho, a little girl, a little, guy, yeah. a little boy and girl in like a classroom. classroom. There's just a lot of creepy stuff. The little kids like, you know, she holds the key to this. Yeah. Well, they do this whole big thing. 
it turns out it's Chris Jericho who comes back and mm-hmm. it was just so I understand what they're doing with it because yeah. he came out and instead of saying anything, he just runs around like a fool, does a super over the top like right. baby face, like yeah, baby, come on, and like tries yeah. to get the crowd. Like he, and, he's doing the stereotypical good guy return, and, yeah, to piss off the fans into booing him, and it's starting to work. It started mm-hmm. like he did it the first week, and at the very end, the people were like boo a little bit, and then the second week he came out, he like did the same thing, and then he right. started to cry. cry because they were still cheering for him. He's like. <gasps> Oh and, my. and so now like, it's it's obviously leading somewhere. It's but leading somewhere. I understand what you. It's just really frustrating because my issue was that the video had nothing to do, do with, with the his return. return, right? And it's like if I wrote this stuff, it would it I would have done something different because the whole idea of she holds the key. I was like, this opens up the door to bringing in somebody new, yeah. bringing somebody old. In my mind, the easiest thing was the when the lights come on. You have Stephanie McMahon there with them, yeah. who she brought him back to, A, get rid of CM Punk because she's not going to have what happened with her father and Stone Cold happen all over again. Yeah. You know, she brings him back to get rid of CM Punk. They could also tie in Triple H into it, and she's the one who's trying to get him fired. Now you bring in a guy like Drew McIntyre to work Triple H. That builds, you know, you could all build yeah. to like a phenomenal and like story writing. About well, yeah, right dude, right best, it could lead. I mean, we're leading towards what could be one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid they're really going to drop the ball. That besides, they consistently drop the ball with Chris Jericho. Cena, his last return. Well, that but think about what came out of that though. Then he became that awesome heel character like five six months. Right, ago, but right? I don't think that it was necessarily right, the plan. But I just think this, you know, they could have done a lot. more I think with this. the plan for this is that they're going to keep him not talking up until he's ready to. I mean, the, no spoilers. He's he's getting ready to feud with Punk for the title at WrestleMania. So right. they're 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 going to do something where he's eventually no gonna, spoilers, but spoiler. Well, look spoiler. at what they could have built. <laughs> it's up. wrestling. Come on, I mean, they they could have built up easily. You would have had in the main yeah. event Rock. And Cena, yeah. which is huge. You got Jericho and CM Punk, which will be one probably one of the best actual wrestling matches, matches that ever. you've seen in a yeah. while. Yeah, Triple H could have worked a younger guy like Drew McIntyre, yeah. put him over. Now you, you know what I mean. Then yeah. you could have had hopefully Brock Lesnar comes back and challenge the Undertaker. They could do something yeah, like that because Brock's done with MMA now. Yeah, yeah. But they, I just feel like they Jericho with the Jericho. No, thing, I heard that from really yeah. Just, I, I, but a ton of other people are like this is the greatest thing ever. Oh, it's so awesome! It's pissing everybody off. I'm like, I have no desire to even watch him now. That's the thing. It's just yeah. so, such a letdown that I have no desire. I actually fast forwarded. As soon as I saw that he didn't wasn't going to say anything, I was yeah. like, oh, fast forward. Done. Yeah. I don't need to see this. Uh, next one. The last two, two weeks of the month, I was out of town. Yep. Of, I'm sorry, December. I went to Florida. To yeah, during my vacation. Thanks yes, a lot, Jackal. No. Uh, I guess when I get the message, like, of all the time you could go on vacation, <laughs> you pick when I'm on vacation. Um, so when I was gone, obviously, you know, usually bills are due at that point. Well, I came back and totally forgot to pay my bills from last month. Uh-oh. And I had so many late fees and late Ooh. charges. So I finally paid them this past week. And I'm just like, I was looking like my cell phone bill had was like an extra 10 bucks. Everything was like an extra 10, 15 bucks in fees. And I'm like, that adds up yeah, to does. almost, it was like another 70 something bucks. Jeez. I just forgot. Like I got back and just got right back into things and. Then yeah. realized when the other no way life doesn't wait, wait for me. Wait a minute! I don't think, <laughs> you mean it's like, a lot of extra money in my account? Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't pay my bills, <laughs> and at that point they were all way overdue. Yeah. Uh, Dumbass. Uh, so I've been. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is I've been seeing the therapist for a while. So yeah. I had to put my phone down. It's okay. It was a you're, weird just like, <laughs> you're just <laughs> like Broop. I'm like okay. Uh, uh, she wants to put me on like depression medication. Antidepressants. Yeah. I was on antidepressants. 
But it wasn't because of some psychological. Con- uh, it was my vertigo. What are you trying to say? Well, I'm assuming. I, no, no. Do I, you have Do you have vertigo? No, I don't. Have, well, then it's, it's not the same reason. I think because last year was just so frustrating yeah. that it just knocked me down so yeah, much. I, She's like, you don't seem like you can get back up. She's like, I want to. What do you think about getting on this stuff? And I'm for me, this is no reflection on anybody else. But yeah. for me personally, it's like if that's a problem, I want to work on it myself. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't feel do like it. It's. Uh, I'll play. Devil, I just, I'll play devil's advocate. All right. I think sometimes you know. If you actually do some research, your sometimes your body chemistry, I mean your brain right. chemistry, is missing something. Your serotonin level is off or whatever. And sometimes to be on it for a short time can actually help you in the True. long run. And that's what she said. She goes, before I'm not, we'd even get on it, she said we'd have an exit plan. Right. Yeah. I'm, just, I, I'm not I'm saying it's like – So I said to her, I'm like, well, what's – how would I do it myself? And True. she's like, well, it's a lot harder. you got to – Start, you know, make lists of things that are good in your life and start trying to focus on the positive and not the negative. I'm like, well, I've been trying to do that. And it helps. Yeah. You know, waking up in the morning and not going, oh, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Going, oh, if the sun is shining, it's a beautiful day. I'm so gay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just fresh because I feel like it's just. You uh, need to read something that is uh, at this point. And this is one of the reasons I even went to that big self-help kick that we talked about a while ago. Is that you need something to just get your mind in the right place? If you haven't read it yet, read read I'll yeah. borrow the book, read the Nerdist Why. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it'll get you at least pointing in a direction. Yeah, even if it's cheesy or corny, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, it's it's just making you think differently. That's all. Yeah, that it matters. gets your brain on a different path. Yeah, actually, yeah. I have the audio book too. If you want, I just to don't want to run down that route being on that stuff because I'm afraid that it should, it'll you'll never come off. And you see people on it for a while, and it can't uh, be good for you. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Brian has a point. If if it's like getting you over, a certain, like you're bashing your head into this wall and it's just not breaking, and this is the yeah, final hammer the only- that'll smash through, and then you can stop. That's good, yeah. but uh, it's not a cure all, obviously. No. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's I would I would honestly I would work on some stuff on your own first. That's what I told her. I'm and like, see we how talk about it more. And next see week. how it works, and if that doesn't work, you then you still have a plan b i mean even when i had vertigo and that was almost debilitating physically Mm. like uh, my head would spin randomly in the middle of the day i waited two years before i even tried medication i tried everything else i could do and i was like you know what i'm out of possibilities and i can't live like this anymore so and now i'm not on it anymore so Mm. it's i mean i'm off i didn't know you got off it yeah that's good yep i've been off since i don't know november oh yeah and no more vertigo. Uh, it comes in spells here and there, but it's not what it was. Hmm. Huh. So That's it did. Good. Yeah, it got my head back in a good direction. I'm just afraid because I had to take the ADD pills when I was. Yeah, high, and I always yeah. was like a zombie. Like I had yeah. no yeah. appetite. I had no. It was just like blah. I know what you mean. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be on. They're I hate numbing being on that stuff. I don't yeah. want to be like that again. Yeah, I'm afraid of low dosage because I don't ever take. I don't take Advil. I don't yep. take. You have to fight me to take Tylenol. Yeah. So, although Tylenol now is the – they're in trouble. Well, yeah. They won't the even – yeah. they most places carry Tylenol anymore. Really? Yep. Well, there's all this stuff on the news that it's destroying. It's like terrible <laughs> to your body. the news? No, they were saying it was – it was it basically like destroys your stomach lining and all this yeah. shit. Jeez. So. But yeah. Uh... Anything else? No, we covered Mike Boyd last week. I'm good. <laughs> oh, that... and Mike was part of that list uh, of people who are – not um, necessarily fans yeah, of just, his appearance. D- yeah, I'm sorry. It's my. It's fault. not your fault. Yeah, it is. No, it's not your fault. I invited him on the show. No, I know, but I feel just by proxy, it's my fault. <laughs> it's like you're well, that guy sitting with the guy in the theater. Yeah. Who has he's probably going to feel really bad by hearing this it's too. Probably, but, but whatever. 
But whatever. Whatever. Brian's yeah. such a good friend, he's, but whatever. Fuck no, him. he's he's good. He, trust me, he's not going to. No, he's, he's fine. Not, he's not going to. Shut it to uh, All right. Well, yeah. this is a good place to take a break and actually a good amount of time that we spend on our geek outs and yeah. freak outs here. When we come back. Yes. Chris Gore. Woo-hoo! Chris Gore. Cannot wait. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is Jeff Katz, and of all the generations in the world, my favorite is the geek generation. Nobody's gonna stand in my way. Give it up, son. I'm doing this my way. All right, so we're back, and also joining us all the way from California via Skype, uh, we're being pod crashed because G4 and Attack of the Show's silver haired cinephile Chris Gore is here with us. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great, Rob. Thanks thanks for that intro. Yeah, you are being pod crashed. We are being pod crashed, and we love <laughs> yeah, every second and, and of thanks it. thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it so much. Um, and first of all, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is one of your recent appearances on Howard Stern's channel on Geek Time. And I know that you're a huge Howard fan. I'm a huge Howard fan. My listeners know that. Mm-hmm. And how was that? How did that feel to step into the legendary area? Uh, it, first of all, it was amazing. Like, like I've been to, I've been to industrial light and magic, you know, uh, in the Bay area, I've been to Skywalker ranch, you know, um, wow. I, I've been to, uh, Weta studios, you know, where they do all the motion capture, where they made the Lord of the Rings films in New Zealand. So I feel like I've been to all these, like for me, like these are like huge things. I never felt more nervous than walking into Howard Stern studios. Um, and I was on the, I was on the geek geek time show with Ralph Cirilla, you know, like Ralph on the show, Ralphie Cakes. Oh, absolutely. And what's funny is he's like a mini Howard Stern because he kind of <laughs> has like Howard's look. I'm not kidding. He's like a mini Howard. And and uh, it was it was weird because the two of us met. We immediately bonded. We're both kind of like ADD, frantic, hyper, like uh, older nerds and just into all kinds of stuff, like nerds of many shades, like yep. just like you guys are. And and just seeing all the pictures on the wall and oh wow that's where the one thing was I was able to take pictures of everything except in the actual Howard Stern Studios when you walk in where they record oh bummer oh. <laughs> uh, but it was like it's so awesome because it just gave me ideas for how to set up my own my own little podcast desk right <laughs> because he, he it's set up like the Enterprise the bridge of the Enterprise. <laughs> It's so awesome. You've got like Robin is in this enclosed glass area. You've got Fred to Howard's left. And then behind Howard is Benji, who has this little thing where he'll write a note and he puts it on um, this thing that actually sends it to Howard. It's like it's like a it's like a scanner where it pops up on screen. So he can just write something down. Oh, that's cool. Put it put it under this thing and it pops up. And Howard's got like these four view screens that like whenever they say like, oh, Howard, it's uh, on page two in green. Right, right. I saw I saw that screen. Like I saw like, <laughs> oh, that's how they do it. That's and awesome. I, I really, always wondered how Benji got those things over to him. I always wondered like, does he hand the note? Does he like nope. instant message him? Or That's so cool though. It's, it's like this little mini scanner. You put it under there and it immediately pops up to Howard like instantly. That's how like, because I feel like 
with them together, it's the weirdest thing. Those they've been working together at least Robin, Howard, and Fred for you know over thirty years, right. and it's like when you get a band that's played together for so long, it's it's um it's 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 amazing. I mean, they they, they play like a like a band that's that that they they don't even need to speak to each other. They just do the show like it's like music. And right. I spoke to Artie Lang once. I interviewed Artie Lang at the beer league premiere that was in uh, at the Cinevegas film festival in Las Vegas. Yep. And already described that like the way Howard does the show is he's surrounded by all these people doing stuff. He'll have guests, he'll have other people in studio. They have like this game area where this, where the guest sits. And what's funny is they don't, they used to give the guests microphones, but for Howard TV, they took away the mic stands and the microphones because they don't want to have the video cam. They don't want to have the video shot of it obscure them so they put tiny um high highly sensitive microphones in the headsets oh okay which i i thought it was so cool i thought oh they made those that's awesome yeah so so there's a lot of stuff that they custom made but the way Artie lang described it is it's like howard is like a conductor like when you 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 see a conductor in front of a symphony yep he'll be sitting there in front of the screen doing the show but he'll do hand motions to people to like no wait and then he'll point at you and then you talk so he's actually conducting all of the people's voices as if a conductor uh, would with the symphony. It's it's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Like Gary has talked about on that on the uh, wrap up show before. Is that you, you? The last thing you want to do is when you walk into the studio and you get the hand from Howard, and it's just like the Ugh, stop. Right. <laughs> well, he knows so what cool. he's doing, but it was like it was like amazing to be on that show, and then also just to go in in that studio and check it out. But you know what's amazing? Also being on your show. Oh. <laughs> That's sweet. You know how to make a guy feel special. <laughs> I was trying to think of a segue out of it. Well played. I don't want to talk about Howard. This isn't the Howard Stern uh, Geek Generation show. It's true. It's true. I mean, it could be, but yeah. No, I, um, we we do have several games we'd love to play with you. Some of them uh, related to G four as well as just your general geeky interests. If you like to play some of those. Let's play them. All right. Um, our first one is a game we like to call Top 3. And I know how much you hate ranking stuff and lists, but uh, I, I think if I tie a little Batman into it, maybe it will make up for that. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> three, two, one. So basically in top three, I, I give you a category and you just give me the top three in no particular order because why put that pressure on you? Uh, right. So your top three favorite Batman villains, because he has such a great rogues gallery that, I mean, obviously most people say the Joker right away, but there are so many great ones. And I'm very curious as to what your three favorite might be. Well, you know, you know, you should ask that question. Top three. But the Joker cannot be on the list because the Joker will always be number one. It's yeah. true. It's true. We could play it that He's- way if you'd like to. Let's eliminate Joker and next three then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The next three after the Joker. You got to go Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because with Catwoman, there's always that sexual tension. Plus the fact that like, <laughs> what's funny about Catwoman is that character has changed sh- so much throughout the years. Very true. You know, like uh, now they've made her into kind of a cat burglar, mm. you know, that is that's solo. But like in the TV show, um, she had all these, you know, the, the, the sort of minions, you know, her. They, they always seem to have like these people working for them. You know, you mm-hmm. can't do... You can't do everything. You need minions. If you're going to be um, a supervillain, you have to have people working for you. you got to have someone to go to the grocery store. You need supplies. True. <laughs> um, so Catwoman's got to be on the list. Um, Riddler, I'd love to see – Riddler would be on my list just because I feel like Riddler is like uh, someone – and I don't think he's ever been portrayed 
well, I mean, there was sort of like, I, I actually kind of like what Jim Carrey did, mm -hmm. the way he did it, just sort of over the top insanity. But the the, the fact that he, I would just like to see the, the Riddler done right. I'm mm -hmm. saying I like the Riddler as a character, never been done right. I think the uh, best portrayal so far, as far as media goes, was the uh, the 90s animated series had him and had most of the characters down to a T on there. Absolutely, which which would lead me to say next, of course, Two Face. Two Face being and what was great is seeing um, Two Face come out in the Batman animated series. Actually, start as Harvey Dent. Absolutely. Later, knowing what was going to happen, I mean, they did that animated series so well. I feel like everything that's come beyond it, including Batman Beyond, just hasn't been it hasn't been as interesting. You know, the character I care about this this is, and I've complained about this before, but I care about that character do different takes on that character. I don't care about the extended family of that character. Well, Batman's nephew is going to be the new <laughs> Batman, but he is the Batman who, I don't care. I care about Bruce Wayne, and that's it. Which is odd to me, because I've heard you say that the Dark Knight is the best of the films, and yet, compared to Batman Begins, the Dark Knight is so much more focused on the villain aspect, I think, than the than Bruce and his journey to Batman. That's That's true, but I will say that the Dark Knight would not be nearly as good. I could not have said that if it weren't for Batman Begins. And Batman Begins is the only time that we've ever seen, I think, Bruce Wayne's origin done correctly. It's mm -hmm. the Bruce Wayne movie. Very and true. I'm so glad that Christopher Nolan approached it that way. So that would be my top. I mean, like, look, I mean, those are, you got Catwoman, Riddler, and uh, Two-Face. I think those are good. Those are, are good top three. Oh, absolutely. Totally solid. Um, our next game here is something we call this or that. It's it's not something we play too often, but when we have a uh, fantastic guest such as yourself, we throw it at them. Basically, I have six different this or that questions. I'm going to go through them real quick. And then if you want to qualify them afterwards, then I'll give you an opportunity to do so. OK, so the first Let's one go. is uh, Star Wars or Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> <dumped them. laughs> oh I'm going to say I'm going to qualify, but I'll explain modern Star Trek. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, zombies or robots? Zombies. Live action or cartoon? Ooh. I'm going to say cartoon. Yeah. Emma Frost or Power Girl? <laughs> uh, uh, I thought I'd get girl. you on this one. Power Girl? Power Girl. All right. Uh, Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, Xbox. All right. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> Uh, Avengers or Justice League? I'm going to say Justice League. Alrighty. So let's go back. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? You said modern Star Trek specifically, as in the J.J. Abrams? Absolutely. Y yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. The J.J. Abrams Star Trek is the reinvention. I mean, I really I really think that, that he did such a great job by paying tribute to the older Star Trek um, while also uh, like telling a story that was compelling, and he made he made a Star Trek movie for people who do not like Star Trek. It's true. You don't you don't need to like Star Trek to watch the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie because you're we never knew like what Captain James T. Kirk's backstory was. You know, it, it does help to have some sort of context to why did he join Starfleet. You know, what that's when I actually do care about the extended family only as it relates to the main character. Mm -hmm. um, how, wh what got him in that position, and by retelling their stories in a different way, he he was able to basically pay tribute. He basically found a way to get around fans that are obsessed with canon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was and, so brilliantly written, like just doing the offshoot, and then it's still in continuity, but a little off continuity. 
Right. And I'm, the thing is this, I'm, I've always been a Star Wars guy. I've always been a Star Wars guy because I always thought like Star Wars fans were way more fun, didn't care about science as much. And, mm-hmm. and just sort of, it was just more, sort of more of a fun universe to play in. And Star Trek, I, I, it's, 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 people get too obsessed with the science of it or the canon or, well, this happened, uh, you know, that uh, Yeoman Rand <laughs> in the novelizations. <laughs> Or in the animated series, who cares? And yet you know who uh, so, Yeoman Ran is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, but well, she was on the show. Yeah. I, only, I only care about it to me when it comes to canon. I only care about what happens in the movies or even in the TV shows. But even with that, there are too many Star Trek series. I mean, by the time Agreed, they got the yeah. Deep Space Nine, which was like the ghetto Star Trek series, <laughs> um, I, I just thought it was weird. We're not in a starship. We're just on a space station, and we're kind of in the ass end of the universe. So <laughs> not a lot's going to happen. But, you know, we'll go to the bar a lot, and uh, there'll be trouble. So write some stories related to that. I mean, I, I, as soon as they did Deep Space Nine, I said, okay, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can make more aliens with things on the bridge of their nose. I, I don't care. Very um, true. So the modern Star Trek, and, and then it's also in common contrast to what has happened with Star Wars, I really feel like Star Wars as a franchise is diminished in in light of fan reaction, negative reaction yeah. to the prequels, and mm. they just keep diluting the brand. Sure. Um, and I think I think what's funny is is uh, uh, my my girlfriend Mary Forrest, who's also like a huge nerd, she tweeted once. This is one of my favorite tweets of her. She says, "In 50 years, Star Wars will be a Burger King commercial." <laughs> and I said to her, I said, yeah. 50 years? How about like yeah. 10 years? Like, they're going to be kids, your kids. I'm telling you, Rob, remember I said this. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know. If it, Rob, Mike, Brian, remember, your grandkids are going to, as you're sitting there on the stoop, in your in your in your hover rocking chair, <laughs> and you're going to be sitting one. there, and, and and they're going to say, "Oh, Star Wars! That's my favorite Burger King commercial." <laughs> right, you're right. going to see, "Listen, Sonny, I remember when that was a movie." <laughs> oh, Grandpa, you're crazy! It's a Burger King commercial, and it's my favorite one. <laughs> Darth Vader is the new mascot of Burger King. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh. So. so, so yeah, so that qualifies my. I, I love you know. I'm hearing some great rumors about Star Trek Two. Um, that I think uh, if they do it this way, it'll be really awesome. It sounds fantastic so far. Uh, just even the casting that they're getting, getting uh, Benedict Cumberbatch recently, and everything yeah. is great. Yeah, and it's the funny thing is he doesn't need to change his name to be a Star Trek. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. That's the best name ever. <laughs> uh, next, you had zombies or robots choosing zombies, which I wasn't too surprised about, knowing uh, you even have the spinoff zombie Chris Gore out there on Twitter. That's true. But I mean, look, in reality, technically, there are no zombies. I mean, robots actually exist and they could hurt us. Zombies true. are still a fantasy thing for now. For now. Although if Mike Volpe gets his way, yeah, right. <laughs> the zombie apocalypse will be sometime later That's this coming year. coming December 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just like that the CDC actually has a I know. page, an actual, a real page related to um, how to prepare for a zombie apocalypse <laughs> or a zombie outbreak. And what's funny is I was actually – the, the true story. I was at Dragon Con two years ago and I did a panel about – Zombies. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, this is like a, a little over a year ago. Uh, and there were guys on the panel who all worked on Walking Dead because obviously it's shot in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Dragon Con takes place in Atlanta, Georgia. And so they were shooting Walking Dead. They had some of the makeup effects guys there. And we did this whole zombie panel. After I got off the panel, 
two guys from the military came up to me and they said, look, you know, you work for the U.S. military. You know, there is a contingency plan for a zombie outbreak. I said, you're <laughs> kidding. Wow. There's, they, said, they said, there's a contingency plan. The U.S. military has a contingency plan for an alien invasion. I said, you're, he said, no, I said, you know, they want to think. They look to fantasy scenarios. Right. They want to be prepared for anything. So what they do is they get these think tanks together of of people and they actually sit, okay, if zombies actually happen, what are our procedures? How do we deal with, you know, uh, the general public? A anyways, you should look that up. It is a real thing. Um, live action or cartoon? You went with cartoon. Well, I feel like things also like what constitutes live action and cartoon these days, the lines are being blurred. Very because true. so much is being... Is, is, is just sort of blending. I mean, when you look at like the Star Wars prequels, those are practically cartoons. Yeah. So much of the environments and the characters, General Grievous, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all animated. It's, it's and I, you know, my, my theory is, is, is that in the future, George Lucas is going to make a third Star Wars trilogy. Which would be great. Which I, I mean, as much as we all complain about the prequels, everyone wants to see it. Right. Well, what's funny is uh, is that you know that 20th Century Fox actually did a survey of moviegoers before Lucas made the prequels and said, "Would you like to see um, you know the prequel adventures of of Anakin Skywalker and a young Obi Wan Kenobi, or would you like to see sequels to Star Wars with the continuing adventures of Han, Luke, and Leia?" And it was overwhelmingly like eighty percent like Han, Luke, and Leia. And Lucas was like, "Nah, I'd rather make the prequels." <laughs> <laughs> and that's why no one will uh, ever get their way on taking the no out of yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Fox was trying to convince George, like, "Don't make the prequel." People, do, you can make the prequels later, but you got to make sequels now. While Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford are at an age where they can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's my theory: Lucas is going to make a third Star Wars trilogy. Mm -hmm. There'll be three films. It will be 100% digital, and it'll have humans in it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Digital humans. Here's also why: he'll own everything. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. There's no one to complain or change or. Think about it. Like when, they, when, like when these actors sign these these deals, um, you know, every time there's a novelization, a Star Wars novelization, and it has Mark Hamill on the cover, he has to get a residual for that because they're using his likeness. Mm -hmm. So the reason Lucas is so fond of aliens, robots, and masked characters like Boba Fett, you know, and Darth Vader is he owns it. He doesn't have to give David Prowse. Yeah. A, an extra penny and Darth Vader was played not just by David Prowse but by uh god I forget the, the guy um the swordsman right like done a three lot of different films. people right like sword voice and acting right right which is cool but but Lucas just wants to he's he, he's a guy who he wants to play with all the toys he doesn't want to share his toys right and, and like you said cartoons are definitely taking over like you look at something like Green Lantern that was almost I don't know, like 90% CGI and then add to that the cartoony performance from Ryan Reynolds and you have a 100% cartoon yeah. movie right they, there. They, they, yeah, it's cartoon in the sense that they didn't even need Ryan Reynolds' body. No, no not at all. The, we just need the head. I know, what's the point? Technically, we only need about 80% of it because we're going to cover it with a mask and yeah. glowing eyes and you know, he probably did this crazy workout regimen and then they're like, we're just going to cover it up with digital stuff anyway, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, no, it was weird. Yeah, like, I, 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 I don't know, but uh, uh, that's, a, 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 that's a complaint for another, that's a complaint <laughs> that's a for another podcast. Um, Emma Frost or Power Girl? You went with Power Girl. 
Only because I know Carrie Keegan. That's what I figured. <laughs> and uh, she I makes a Carrie good Keegan power and- girl. <laughs> She fills out the suit well. Very well, very well. Can't argue with that at all. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Xbox, you're an Xbox guy. I've always been an Xbox guy. Um, I prefer it. I it, here, here's my main complaint with the PS3. I mean, mm-hmm. Xbox to me just works. You turn it on if there's an update, it just updates. You know, True. I don't need to do anything. It's like, oh, there's an update. I put it, and updates are generally, with the exception of uh, the new OS every year, mm-hmm. they're generally short, quick, painless experience. My PS3, the game I play the most is Firmware Update. <laughs> it's a fun game. I have played the game Firmware Update on the PS3 probably every month I turn it on. But I always um, win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I win that game, so I'm not dis- dissatisfied. But the drag about it, too, is, is that like even as a Blu-ray player, people say, oh, it's a great Blu-ray player. No, it's not. It's it's too loud. I mean, the, 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 the system in it, because it runs so hot, mm-hmm. it really adds like, huh, what's that room tone? It's like, oh, yeah, that's added to my 5.1. My 5.1. <laughs> Once the system becomes a 6.1 system with the PS3 whirring. <laughs> and and the, the drag also with the PS3, and I also feel this is not just a complaint with the PS3. Mm-hmm. This is my complaint with Sony. Oh. Everything, there's, it's, it's almost as if Sony is, well, it is actually technically, it's run by lawyers. Mm-hmm. There's more legal language. I don't know how many times I have agreed to a terms of agreement of something to play a game to log on to something, to agree to their new OS or their new firmware update. I'm always agreeing with things. And and even when you look at the Blu-rays, which, uh, I mean, I could talk about minor complaints and rants about uh, DVDs all day, there there's all this legal language when you start to watch all the extras on a a Sony disc, there's disclaimers about the commentary. There's legal language at the end of every special feature that's just, it's pages and pages of legal language and it's intrusive to the user experience. The user experience, and I think that Microsoft has been much more responsive when it comes to this, is get them in and get them playing. Mm -hmm. Immediately get them playing. The legal stuff, it's there, it's on the packaging. I don't need it interrupting my TV screen and I've already given you money and the, the sort of push marketing that they do with Sony, all their Blu-rays, they have a little ticker that comes up that's like that, like will tell you what new stuff is out. I mean, I disconnected one of my Blu-ray players from the internet just so I can watch them clean because I don't want that intrusive screen to come up every time I put it get to a menu screen on a Sony Blu-ray. Sure, sure. It's irritating. So, so I'm really not a Sony fan. It's not that it's not that I'm a, not a fan of their content. I mean, there's some great games. There's great. They, they, I'm looking forward to The Amazing Spider-Man. But the people putting together the user experience and the packaging, which is really important, they irritate the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, I admit that is not one of uh, Sony's best areas. See, I always thought it was a good Blu-ray player, but I do have that whir-whir with the older systems. The Slim has fixed that quite a bit, but right. I don't know if people – I think at that point most people probably would have given up. I, I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's – uh, you know, you get a Blu-ray player for uh, less than a hundred bucks at Target. Yeah, right. You know? True. And lastly, Avengers versus Justice League. Well, here, here, that's an easy. Uh, Batman is in the Justice League. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty easy thing. I mean, like the Avengers. Look, I like the Avengers, but there is some B. I mean, like Hawkeye. <sighs> yeah. Wait, let me save the day. I'll shoot my arrow. <laughs> Even versus you know, Green like, Arrow, Green Arrow wins that battle. <laughs> oh God! Well, I can't believe that they're actually doing a Green Arrow uh, TV show, like uh, the, on the, the CW, or 
it's um, it's I think it's going to be terrible. Logically, it would have made sense to, and we talked about this our last episode a little bit that it would have made so much sense to just spin off of Smallville because he was a major character there. But it looks like that's not even happening. Right. Well, uh, the, the the fact that Smallville happened is a miracle. Ten seasons to basically have Superman not in a costume. I, know. I mean, uh, more power to those writers that they kept their jobs. But, um, it just shows you how um, fanboys they'll just they'll sometimes like stuff that they really shouldn't like. That mm. that I think. And look, I mean, I'm sure Smallville. Every time I would try to get into it, it's just I can't. When is he going to be Superman? Yep. You know, there are. This is this is what they do in movies. They cut out the boring parts, like <laughs> when he was in high school and wasn't Superman. <laughs> so Superman, yeah, you know, Superman. I'm sure that there are some interesting stories there, but but it's, but it just every time it, would, it just did, did never worked for me, and I've been criticized for not liking it and giving it a chance. But you know, cut to you got to cut to like the, the parts that matter in the story. But but I do like the format of television for telling stories. I mean, I think that there's. A different way you could go to about about it, like the Gotham Knights, that would be kind of a cool TV series. Absolutely, like a a, a crime procedural with uh, the cops at Gotham, and Batman makes an appearance every once in a while. But it's about these cops trying to deal with and clean up Batman's messes. I mean, what happens when it's like, oh, the Joker murdered somebody? Well, how do you know it's the Joker? See those smiley faces in blood. <laughs> What's the paperwork like when you find a guy hanging from a light in the middle of the street? Like, right. yes. Oops, looks like there's a riddle here. Uh, I guess we'll have to call Batman. <laughs> That'd be boring if that was the end of every episode. Like, oh, man, this is over our heads. Call right. Batman. Yep, sorry. Kick it upstairs to Batman. Great, I was just on the case. I mean, it could, it could be really fun. I mean, that's what I do like about the long form of storytelling on, on television. It allows you really to have it be. It's almost like the, the comic book version of a movie in the sense that it's 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 ongoing mm -hmm. and there's the great thing is is that today's television writers mostly because they a lot of them do come from the geek world they respect canon so if something happens if they're gonna if they're gonna at least break the canon they find a way to write themselves out of it you know what i mean right right um instead of just hopping into another game i actually wanted to talk about some of the stuff you do for g4 and recently they've been sending you out and about to kind of visit and talk to celebrities at different press junkets and whatnot. And um, you've gotten to meet some pretty amazing people doing that. Is that like something that you get really nervous about? Is it nerve wracking all the time or do you get kind of used to it or how does that go? Well, it's funny. I've actually been doing that for the last uh, five years, but, uh, but I've been doing, I was doing it, you know, for actually my entire career. Mm -hmm. um, having gone to film festivals, I did a TV show called Festival Pass and I interviewed celebrities for that show. And then, you know, G4 just decided like, hey, you're you're actually kind of good at it. And I think, I just to, not to toot my own horn, it's mainly because I just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I used to, when I first started Film Threat Magazine, was my first foray into media. When I was a teenager, I started it. And I would always send other people to interview celebrities because I would get nervous. Yeah. I'd go to the sets of movies and go like, oh my gosh, you know, there's William Shatner or there's, you know, Charlie Sheen or there's whoever. I would get really nervous meeting celebrities. Then I realized like, wait a second, they're more nervous to meet me because in terms of meeting a media person and then having their thing, their, what they're saying on the record, oh, okay. they actually are, have their own insecurities. And then, then I realized like, I'm actually working on, I'm actually working on a book right now. Mm -hmm. It's called celebrities poop. <laughs> of course. And it what is. it is, is it's, it's, it's an exact parody of the 
everyone poops book, but it's with celebrities in it. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I'm, I, no, I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm actually going to, uh, cause I'm working on a comedy CD. So I'm not sure if I include it in the comedy CD as like a bonus mm-hmm. or, but it's something that I, I know I'll definitely have when I'm at Comic-Con, the celebrities poop book. Um, <laughs> and it's good. funny. It's like a parody of that book with, you know, like, uh, uh if you know that book, It'll be made even funnier with celebrities. But once you realize that they're really just human, I don't care. The biggest celebrity, I never get nervous. I don't care. I walk in. I'm like, yeah, they all have their own insecurities and bullshit that they deal with. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's why I'm sort of fearless. It just doesn't matter. And I usually set a tone. I walk in and I've got maybe 15, 20 seconds, maybe a full minute sometimes if I'm lucky to establish a rapport. So I'll mention something that I actually did like, or I'll be honest about something like, you know, I saw what's a Terrence Holland from, uh, you know, he's in the original Iron Man. Yes. And then they replaced him. And I was like, dude, you were so much better in Iron Man. I think it's a huge (laughs) mistake of Marvel to replace you. Agreed. He was like, oh, thanks. The interview went really well. Yep. (laughs) So, so I'll establish a rapport. Also, it's it's about like just being no BS. If they know you're no BS, you're not kissing their ass. You're not blowing smoke up their ass either and telling them their movie's great when you know it's not really great. Mm-hmm. And you're just honest. I don't know. I, I, I Proven, I think that that's a thing that I can do well. And I have had luckily an opportunity to meet some really cool big celebs in doing that. Is there so, anybody at all? Like I know you said you don't get nervous, but is there – one or two people in particular that you were just like, oh my goodness, like really starstruck just being around them? Yes. One, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And it's because, let me just say, and I, they actually use this. I've interviewed her twice, Angelina Jolie. Okay. One time it was for the film Salt and I walked in and I had like, I make a lot of, uh, it, gosh, I wish you guys had a crafting segment. I could tell you so much <laughs> about nerd crafting. The amount of stuff that you share that has Batman logos on it is just amazing to me. <laughs> well, that's why I started. That's why I started the Bat Chris Gore on Twitter. But but also I do a lot of crafting. Like I trick out my desk, even my wardrobe. You know, like I do that old punk rock thing where I'll take like my favorite T-shirt, mm-hmm. I'll cut the design off the front, and then I'll just safety pin it to the back of a shirt or the back <laughs> of a jacket. Right, right. So then I had like this jean jacket that was all like tattered and old and messed up and 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 whatnot. It holes in it, and I took and I put zombie related patches. In it. Like one said, it was like the ZDF, which is the Zombie Defense Force, which yep. I think you can find that patch on the internet. I put some zombies, a zombie design on the back of the jacket, and then I had like like skull patches on the jacket, and I walked in to interview Angelina Jolie for Salt. And the, the publicist, they always say this, but I know this. They said, no personal questions. I'm like, first of all, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care about if you want celebrity gossip, uh, that's another floor at Comcast. That's uh, that's the E channel. They care about all that crap. You know, I don't know who's married to who unless it comes out in the big news. First of all, secondly, I find it t- offensive if I'm going to who cares about their per- who cares about their personal life? I only care about the movie. Yeah. And secondly, I think it's like too forward. Why would you say that to someone? It's, sure. it's creepy to me. Like I'm going to sit there and talk to Angelina Jolie about her personal life and her kids and her life with Brad Pitt like that. We don't know each other well. Now, if we're out with drinks, it comes up in conversation and it's not on the record. That's different. Mm-hmm. I'm not a gossip reporter. It's the one like I've, I've been lucky enough where the TV jobs have been offered. Um, actually, you know, speak to my strengths. Like, mm-hmm you know, G4 and Festival Pass, like I've been, that's incredibly lucky to like, oh, these are jobs I would do. The only job I turned down on TV that I was offered, I had to think was the gossip show on E. Oh, geez. 
I said, I can't do it. I said, I can't do that show. I just, I just, I would feel gross. <laughs> yeah. So I'm warned as I'm walking in the room, no personal questions. I'm like, I don't even have any, like, I, I don't care. I <laughs> yeah. walk in and there was some technical problem and she looks over at me and she's like, oh, that's a really nice jacket. <laughs> that's really cool. So we got in this whole oh, conversation cool. about fashion. She totally is disarming. And Angela Jolie is the kind of woman she looks at you. She fucks you with her eyes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at her and I can, I can, I, I, I feel like, oh my God, she's, fucking raping me <laughs> because she is such she's so sexual she's like seething sex i mean, i don't see how brad pitt keeps up with her i mean like oh my god i mean she's so just around you know and look and look i've met and hung out with some porn stars i'm gonna be honest yeah. i might have date i might have dated a few porn stars in my past they're not Maybe. nearly as amazing is 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 angelina jolie she just has this aura about her and i feel like she is a movie star in the sense that like there's something about her that's classy and regal she cares like like and this is that this is her move i figured out what her move is (laughs) trying to dissect it her (laughs) move is she has and this is what i always try to do with every celebrity when i sit down to do an interview i try to have a moment Mm -hmm personal moment it's something i do it's something i say i i have seconds to bond with them and then get a good interview yep. and angelina jolie turns around and she she makes it about you oh okay it's not about her it's about you and she's like oh that's a great jacket and then i'm telling her about my jacket like punk rock style whatever and, yep. and i sometimes i'll wear interesting rings and and it, like it, we got this whole conversation it just was so disarming i just i got nervous then the second time I interviewed her, I interviewed her for a film called The Tourist, which um, I was lucky enough to be flown to to Paris, France for that, because that's where oh. the, the film takes place. Mm-hmm. I interviewed her. She looked so even more gorgeous then. <laughs> and I walk in. I just I forgot my question as I was asking. <laughs> so I stammered and she's like, she looked at me. She's like, it's OK. Just take a breath. It's all right. It happens to her a lot. Yeah. The, so, imagine what it's like she, to be that kind of person. People it into a bit. They made me look like an idiot. They obviously <laughs> extended my stammering, and they made me look like a complete moron, like I blew the interview, which, you know, I almost did. But, you know, it's like <laughs> she's the kind of woman you sit down, you look, and it's like, oh, my God, she's giving me a hand job with her eyes. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's a <So>, woman. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so they basically – so they made fun of me. G4 did. But but um, I, it was so funny because after I did the interview with Angelina Jolie for the tourist, I walked out the lobby. I'm like, oh, my God. Like everybody walks out like they've had a religious experience. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, and all the media loves her. Like all the press think like that they would never say anything bad about her in the press because there's nothing to say. you know. Because yeah. you do ask around. You find out like, oh, like who's – how's so-and-so like? Like Bruce Willis, kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. I, can tell, I can tell you a story. I'll tell you about the story about Bruce Willis after this. It's not, see, now this is turning into the gossip show. <laughs> uh, exactly what you didn't want. <laughs> and this is not what I wanted, but just Bruce Willis is sort of a, he's just sort of a grumpy old man. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, so I walk out of the interview and I'm talking to this guy. I'm talking to this other fellow journalist who happens to be gay. And, and he's like, man, like she is the only person I would switch teams for. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, so the, uh, yeah, no, that was it. Was it was amazing? So yeah, she she uh, I love her <laughs> <laughs> in no subtle way. <laughs> no, no, I just as I, I love her. That's fantastic. Um, well, let's do another game then. In in, <laughs> I feel like this almost piggybacks off of the story that you just told us. Then, um, you, you, as a Howard fan, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with the game F Mary Kill. 
Hell yeah, F Mary Kill. I do it in my brain all the time when I'm at bars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Um, uh, open out the girls there. I'm like, oh, yeah, F Mary Kill. Boom. Boom. There it is. Uh, well, then let, let's get a little uh, work related with it. And if, usually if usually I end stakes. up marrying the bartender just for the free drinks. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. What, what if we go with uh, Allison Hayslip, Sarah Underwood, and Olivia Munn? Let's go with that. All right. Okay, Allison Hayslip, <laughs> Sarah Underwood, Olivia Munn. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh no, look what you guys have done to me. <laughs> See, oh, you strike oh, me as the fearless type, this. though. The fearless type that will. Tough choices. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, first of all, let's go with the easy one. I would kill Olivia Munn. All right, that's what I said. <laughs> I, 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 she's not on the show, uh, and uh, I'm not, you know. Yeah, I'll kill Olivia Munn. <laughs> Far <laughs> enough away for no repercussions. <laughs> no repercussions, yeah. And the good thing is she'll be dead, so she won't be able to get revenge on me. Although I will have a lifelong fear of zombie Olivia Munn. <laughs> yeah. Zombie sense. Olivia Munn will, will plague me until the day I die. Um, and then, then I think I would... See, no, this is the thing. I, you know, I, uh, <laughs> it's I would not easy. probably, I got to say, I got to fuck Sarah Underwood. Yeah, I'm going to fuck yeah. Sarah Underwood because she's so smoking hot. I got to tell yeah. you something. In real life, she's even hotter. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> you may have seen her work in Playboy, 2007 yes. Playmate of the Year. Perhaps. Sarah perhaps. <laughs> and she is, she's a firecracker. And also, I, what I love about her on Attack of the Show, because when she first started, I did some DV Tuesdays with her, mm-hmm. and she was very nervous, you know, just being on camera, you know, um, and and she, it was like her first big TV gig where she had to speak words and read <laughs> things. Yep. And, you know, this isn't easy for some people. No, seriously, you think like, I mean, it took me some time to learn teleprompter one time, and then I learned teleprompter. It's not that hard. So it's, oh, you mean you read, but pretend you're not reading. And then after one time of doing it, I say, yeah, I got this. But but Sarah was really nervous, and I feel like it's like she needed to come out of her shell. And I realize, and this is something I actually do, um, you know, in, in, in my real life, when I was when I was single and did not have a girlfriend and was dating around a lot, um, I like to say that the who gives a shit attitude is like a cologne that attracts vagina. Yeah. <laughs> it this works, man. True. If you, you come in with the stink of desperation on you, you are not you're not even gonna attract the girl to talk to you, oh, much yeah. less put her mouth on your penis. Oh, so yeah. Which so, is the ultimate so, uh, goal. <laughs> yeah. And, and that attitude works with me for interviewing celebrities. It works with me for doing television. I don't care. So I'll do other TV. I don't get nervous. Like I've been doing stand up. You know, I get up in front of a crowd. I don't care. 10 people, 50 people, 100 people. I don't care. There's something, I don't know what it was, but something snapped in me where it's like, I just don't give a shit. I don't care. And then when you come off now, here's the opposite. I actually do care. Mm. I come up with jokes for like DV Tuesday. I'll go, oh, that kind of works, you know, or like this. I'll I'll write out sort of an outline of what I'm going to say. It's like, I'll try that. Um, So I care about my job. I care about the work. I don't care what people think of me. And I kind of feel like that's my attitude. Like as a kid, I kind of had that just when it came to people. Yep. And I feel like it's a great coping skill in life from the standpoint of, you know, we teach kids all the time, you should be yourself. It's in all like children's media. Yeah. There's 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 two main things that permeate, which is recycle and be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> recycle I get, be yourself. Hey, people usually don't knew, know who the 
fuck they are until they reach the age of 30 plus. Very true. Um, yeah, just people just don't know who they are. If you know who you are, but I would add an addendum to recycle, be yourself, and don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks of you. Works because solid. if you don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks of you, you don't give anyone else power over you. Mm. And look, I, I, found, I sound like Tony Robbins now. <laughs> this is yes, quite the shift in conversation. Audio, yeah, you're going to you start holding provide, seminars. Don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks of you. Audio cassette tapes. Just call 1-800. <laughs> I'll be doing a seminar at the Marriott. It'll, it'll be the empower your life. Oh, fucking hate that shit. Anyways. <laughs> um, but no, but like if you don't – but the thing is this. It's, it really ends up being a power then. You don't yeah. care like – it, it helps you if, whether it's a job interview, whether it's talking to a chick – whether it's like um, getting up in front of people and giving a speech, care about the work, don't care what people think, and then you stick, I think, to your core values. But then you need to know who you are in order to be able to do that, and then you can't betray that. So I feel like that's how I've been able to build an audience over the years is that I think people get that sense from me. You know, mm-hmm. That's why I think that Mitt Romney is, is, has, is not popular because he looks like a freaking phony. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He looks like a freaking phone. He's so phony. He comes off fake. I feel like I bought cars from you. I didn't like you then. <laughs> oh, he does seem like I mean, a used like, car uh, and, and here's the undercoating in this. And it's like, I'll say anything. And he's just, he's, he's, he's terrible. He's the ro- Although I do like the fact that he looks like Reed Richards from the Fantastic <laughs> It's a solid point. All he needs is a little, little touch of gray. If, little the touch. Whole, if the whole president thing doesn't he, work out for him. Yeah. Know. If you were just a scientist, had a hot blonde wife who could turn invisible (laughs) and could stretch and wore a blue outfit with a big four in the middle – I'd be for Mitt Romney. <laughs> I agree, but but right now I'm not. So, uh, but but in, but in any case, um, yeah, I, I feel like that that is is my philosophy. So obviously, then I would marry Allison Hayslip. Yes, because because Allison is first of all, Allison is fun to hang out with. She's yep. fun. She's like a dude. I mean, in the best way, she's like a dude. She's like a dude in the sense that like she'll she loves to game. You know, she loves to go out and have fun. Um, she she will do, you know try and do anything. I think she's braver than I am for sure. I mean, I have those segments on Attack of the Show where she'd be like, "I'm in a shark cage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing right. this." I'm like, "Fuck no!" They don't send me to <laughs> those things because they know it would just be me not doing it well. Shark cage versus I fucked by Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, things that have never been heard on your show before. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would, I would. I would kill Olivia Munn, I would fuck Sarah Underwood, and I would marry Allison Hayslip. Sounds good. Yeah. Very, very well, solid. Also, the one thing is just knowing Allison, like through the years. And I look, I love all, all those, all three of those girls, honestly. I love them all. I mean, Olivia, everybody bags on Olivia just because she's a hard ass, but I feel like she's like no bullshit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what I love about about Olivia. And Sarah, just seeing her come out of her shell, she's so good on the show now. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like she was so meek and timid and then suddenly like something snapped in her and she got that thing, mm. which is don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks of you. Mm-hmm. And once Sarah figured that out, which is something you got to come to that conclusion on your own, you can't just, that statement is such a bullshit statement for me to just throw out and tell you guys. Sure. You got, it's got, it just has to happen. It's, it's a yeah. snap in your brain. She doesn't care. She's so good on the show. She's fun she's just like she'll do anything she messes with people she messes with me i mean like oh my god like just seeing the 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 sort of blossoming of sarah underwood's talents incredible and and she's going to be in this uh upcoming uh animated pilot i'm doing fetishville 
Yes, uh, I'm very excited yeah. about that. What's uh, what's happening with that right now? What's happening with it right now is we've been basically just doing these tests building up to I'm going to be premiering a trailer for Fetishville at WonderCon mm-hmm. in Anaheim. This is like in mid-March. And then the series will begin to air or screen on the internet at least um, right around June, just before Comic-Con, June, July. Cool. Nice. And then, but that, that's if it doesn't sell to a network before. I mean, I'm, I'm basically getting, I got the money together to make the pilot and then the plan is to sell the pilot. And if the pilot doesn't sell, I'm going to put it on the internet and then do an ongoing series. What I'm trying to do is develop the technology to be able to do it quickly so I can think of an idea for a show on Monday and it, it airs on Friday, which will be Fetishville Friday. Oh, Interesting. Cool. So, yeah. So if you check out like Fetishville, it's Fetish V-I-L. Fetishville.com, or you can check the Twitter at FetishVIL. I, I don't want to say anything about the story. I was, I've been very coy about what the story of Fetishville is. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to do is do this animation that that is it's robot chicken-like, but it's a more realistic approach. And then we're doing a thing. I can't really talk about the technology, but we're, we're developing software to do it in a way that you've never seen before. So hmm. it'll be standard puppet animation, but with enhancements cool. like have not been seen. And I want it to be on the quality level of like a, a Coraline or Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, wow. And uh, it's going to be cool. And Sarah's doing uh, one of the main characters. That's awesome. It's, a, it's an ambitious project. I'm looking forward to seeing how it comes out. Yeah, when you see the trailer and then you see sort of all this stuff roll out, what's really funny is is whenever I've broken out like the dolls and the sets, yeah. girls nuts. Really? Girls go nuts for these dolls because in their brains, in their minds, they have all made their Barbie dolls fuck. Oh, it's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. There's something, there's something, it's not pride, it's not pride, it's like something from childhood, like, like, okay, all girls played with Barbie dolls or gifted Barbie dolls when they were when they were kids. You know, mm-hmm. 99% of 99.9% of girls got some sort of doll. At some point in the playing with those dolls, when they got a little older, they learned about what sex was. They took their dolls' clothes off. They looked <laughs> at what the dolls looked like naked, and they enacted scenarios in which those dolls had sex. <laughs> in their minds, in their minds, right? So this yep. so this plays into stuff when they're a kid. And when, when I've broken out, like, the dolls to, like, do presentations for people or to, you know, try to convince some... Uh, you know, like an adult film performer like Nikki Hunter to be involved in the show. She's going to be doing a voice. I'm trying to get cool. Dana DeArmond right now so, oh, great. Um, to, to be involved. So it'll be like a recurring group of people. And actually, I think – here's you know what? Breaking news. Oh. You want a scoop? Oh, yeah, oh, exclusive. Look at that. I'm ADD. I haven't finished the story. But, but okay. girls just go crazy when they see the dolls. They're like, oh, my gosh. This is like in my head. This is what the doll looked like because this is what I look like naked, right? <laughs> and, so, I mean, the, not that the show is going to be filled with nudity, but it will have that aspect as a part of it. I mean, it's on the, the, the version that you'll see on the Internet will be blurred and bleeped. It's going to be edited for the Internet. Sure. The version, the version that you can only see on DVD um, or for download, basically you have to purchase it. That will be unblurred, unbleeped, and very unedited. Oh, Ooh. all right. Think of, think of like scenes from like Team America. <laughs> right, you know, that one classic scene. So, yeah. so it's, it's, it's so it's going to be unedited. You really have to pay for it. And I, and, um, I kind of feel like there's actually a, a, a movie um, that's going to be at the Sundance Film Festival. I think it's called The Meaning of Robots. You should look this up. Okay, yeah. look it up. It's like The Meaning of Robots. 
it's a documentary about a guy who's making a robot puppet fucking movie, an animated movie, and he's been working on it for 10 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So it's not even it's not even the it's not even the movie. You're not seeing the movie. He's not done with it. He's 65 years old. He's this gentle old soul like your grandfather, but he has this <laughs> collection of robots that he and his wife have made, right? Uh-huh. And he's been, so the documentary is about him trying to make this movie. And the video's on the internet. It's called The Meaning of Robots. Just look up Meaning of Robots. You'll find the video so what's cool about that is when I see something like that, it's like, oh, the idea of Fetishville isn't far off. Here's a guy who's doing a project. It's completely different, not comparable in any way, other than the fact that it's got it's got bizarre sex like you've yeah. never seen, and it's done with <laughs> puppet animation. Yeah. So, so I'm not fun. the only one. So when I look at that, it's like, oh, that's a good thing. Like To me, it's like when a studio says, oh, they're making two Asteroids Hit the World movies. Let's make a third. <laughs> so so, so it's, it, for me, that's, it's a good sign. It shows that there's something in the zeitgeist, the pop culture zeitgeist. But, but I will announce here uh, an exclusive. Oh, exclusive. This is, it's a Geek Generation exclusive. Fantastic. I can tell you definitively that two people from the Howard Stern Show will be making a cameo appearance on Fetishville. Oh, this oh. is huge. Sal and Richard. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I'm not announcing that on the site. I'm not, like, doing anything. I'm just telling you guys here, so for uh, people on the podcast. And I don't, the thing is, is I don't want to announce it because I don't want to promote it until, until the episode airs, which sure. is going to be a while. Um, but, yeah, Sal and Richard will be two male characters on the show. Very will cool. they be as Sal and Richard-ish? Or? Um, no, no. They're going to be... Yes, meaning it'll be their faces. Ah, fact, everyone ah. on the show, the reason I'm casting these girls is not only to, that they're, they're all incredibly talented in terms of their voice acting and whatnot, but, but um, I'm having their faces. There's, there's, okay, there's a process where you can take someone's face and mm-hmm. turn it into a 3D model of their head yep. doll-sized, and right. that's the process I'm using. Yep. Great. You just need like, you need like a certain type of photography – you get you get photographs and then you can make a digital. It's it's like a three D printer yeah. and you can make their head. So I'm making everyone that's on the show. It'll be them. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Which is, which is also going to be like they're going to be a lot of celebrity cameo appearances. You know, politicians and celebrities and whatnot. It's going to be a show that is either going to make me a lot of money or have me put in jail. <laughs> <laughs> So we have uh, one other game we can play. It's actually a fairly new segment that we haven't even done on the show before, but we were saving it for you. I'm surprised. Wait a second. I got to ask you guys yeah. before we get to that. Yeah. What do you think about me killing Olivia Munn, fucking Sarah Underwood, and marrying Allison Hayslip? I think, uh, well, honestly, given the same choices, I think I would make the same. Mm-hmm. I know Mike Volpe yeah. here is a huge Allison Hayslip fan. I am. Uh, I would have switched. Uh, Amun's dead, without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> just because would kill Olivia. I don't know what it is. I just don't think I could deal with her long term. Um, I would long prob- term. Long term, you mean twenty minutes of your penis inside her? <laughs> well, I, I'm afraid of the bitchiness that would follow. Um, wait, 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 excuse me. Her ass. <laughs> uh, Let's no, be no, correct no. about everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I got, I got to get the facts straight. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. I, I'd kill her. Um, I would probably marry uh, Sarah Underwood. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in like the fitness industry and everything, so. 
I don't know. I just have a thing oh, for dude, models. Oh, dude, and- you have no idea. If you're in the fitness industry, let me just say this. Yeah. I, there are times I got, I'm like, I got, I should wear sunglasses when I'm in the studio. <laughs> Her ass is so perfect. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. It's sort of like, well, I guess, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what God meant. He's like, God, I gotta make the perfect ass. ass yeah. What took so long? It's like one out uh, of a yeah, million. She's, she's Stunning. Right. Can you just Stunning. like mold all of her for a fetish field doll? <laughs> this, like, this, is, this is why I'm not going to marry Sarah Underwood. I don't want to constantly be wanting to fuck her. I'd want to do other stuff like, you know, watch her go in a shark cage. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But you know what I mean? Like, like Sarah yeah, Underwood, I, I kind of feel like it's like her her being that so so sexual. It's just like it's distracting. And it's then like, you feel the I want pressure. a girl I can hang with and not want to fuck all the time. Yeah. Not that I don't want to fuck Alice and Hayslip all the time. That's not Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's clarify that. I really want the three of them to listen to this. I think it'll yeah, be no, so great. If they didn't hate me before, they really fucking hate me now. No, that'd be the only you, thing I you, So you, so Sarah Underwood would be your uh, your that'd wife. Be the girl. Yep. And then I'd uh, I'd fuck uh, Allison Hayslip. Yep. Wow. I would see, just, Allison that's the only is so switch. much fun like, with like, and also like, we got in this whole conversation with Allison once. I'm like, you know, I do this segment called DV Tuesday, right? right? Okay, I'm yeah. like, Allison, like, she didn't have a regular segment. I'm like, you should do a segment called Books. <laughs> <laughs> She's an avid reader, and me, I'm not a reader. I listen right. to books. Like, I'm a big audiobook guy. Like, because I spend so much time in freaking LA traffic that I started listening to books. I'm like, oh, now I don't feel so stupid even though I just missed that exit. Um, (laughs) And now you're going to be on the highway for another four hours. Yeah, but Allison would get involved. You know, she she was she was doing a lot of stuff because she well, I read the books of Harry Potter, so I'm doing the Harry Potter junket. It's like, oh, well, that's cool because you know more about it and care more about it than mm-hmm. I do. I, I don't care. But um, but she's an avid reader, and I thought, you know, you should do a segment on Attack of the Show called Books. And I said, here's what you do: <laughs> is you could you could review audiobooks, you could review books you've read, you could talk about coffee table books, do it exactly like DV Tuesday. You know, hosted. Mm-hmm, right. You bring out books. You talk about cool books. There's here's this book about San Diego. Comic Con. There's a new book about Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, because because Blair Butler has like her fresh ink, which is yep, all about yep. comic books. Right. I've got. I said, Allison, you have books. I said, but here's the beginning of the segment. The segment you've got like a little thing where it's just like you and you're like water skiing, and you look at the camera and you say books, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like you like uh, you know underwater. There's a shark coming up to you, and you say books. <laughs> <laughs> So she's doing devil horns and screaming like books. That's great. Like, That's awesome. She's riding one of those things. She's shooting a gun at a gun range. Books. <laughs> it just be her reviewing books, just like DV Tuesday, but a little. 20 second intro with her doing crazy extreme sports or dangerous things, screaming into the camera books. That's they awesome. Didn't buy it. They didn't, they didn't buy the uh, same. Did she, did she pitch it like and doing she a pitched, whole hot, hot librarian look to while she's doing it? <laughs> she had, Oh my God, that would have been so great. She could have worn glasses. Yeah. Right? There you go. <laughs> she's, doing, she's actually doing, hopefully you guys will be able to talk about it. She's doing a, um, series i think it's a sitcom or it's a series it's she's very secretive about it but it's she's doing a series for hulu that's going to be like one yep. their first original series mm-hmm. oh nice and i guess it's going to be announced today it sounds like it could be something science oh. fiction related i don't know but she is an actress in that series mm-hmm. um and it, and it's it sounds like it'll be really cool so the little i know about it so um but yeah i i i feel like uh I, I'm just disappointed they never – it's like one of those things they maybe don't do it every week, but every yeah, you know, yeah. couple weeks, two, three weeks, books. 
<laughs> That'd be so good. Allison hates lip. I can almost see uh, like the beginning of uh, Tim and Eric, kind of like the the yeah. circle spinning no, like, up like '70s textbooks. <laughs> yeah, books, like just like crazy weird. But I don't know. There's a lot of things where it's like I'll have an idea for Attack of the Show, and I'll just say, "Hey, don't you think it'd be funny if uh, I'll just." Tell it to some writer or producer at Attack of the Show, hoping that they'll just take the idea and then run with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because officially I'm not a writer on the show, but I do suggest things behind the scenes like, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if so-and-so happened? Okay, later. And the reason I do that is, <laughs> look, I don't give a shit about writing credit or any of that yeah. stuff. or I don't even give a shit if I get an acknowledgement uh, for it because I just know that if I suggest the idea and then walk away, I don't have to do any work. Right. <laughs> no paperwork. I can just go, oh, you know, it'd be really cool if uh, Kevin wore like a Planet of the Apes mask and went around and wore a bikini. I don't know. Just, but all right, see you guys. I don't have to follow through on the bit. I don't have to like produce it. I don't have to like rewrite it or pitch it around. It's like I just come up thinking. with the idea. I sort of leak it to someone else and then let them take it because um, I don't know. I've never been precious about ideas like that. I just don't give a crap. I'm like, yeah. uh, uh, I, 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 you know, I've got the ideas that I care passionately about, and it's all about execution to me. So, normally, if I suggest an idea, it'll end up getting fucked up anyways. I don't care. <laughs> it's interesting you bring up Kevin because we were talking about him earlier yeah. today, and we were saying how it's it's kind of a shame that he has all these like. Well, I mean, it's not a shame that he has all these hot chicks around him, but he's so overshadowed by just like attractive women that nobody really gets to notice how brilliant he is at what he does. His, his comedic his, timing, yeah, exactly. And, no, no, that, that's the thing is, is like, because I'll get questions about Kevin, like, what's he like in real life? Is that guy a douchebag? <laughs> Kevin a douchebag? It's like, and I got to tell you something. He's the best guy I've ever worked with in TV. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, he is so, he's so unselfish about what he does. He's, he's so cool about making it about the other person or it's like, okay, I'll be, I'll be the, I'll be the comedic element. You be the straight man. He, mm-hmm. He's flipped and he's incredibly malleable. He, in my mind, he made Olivia Munn a star. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Olivia came in and and he kicked ass and basically made her what she is. And I got to say, when Olivia first started, she was not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was nervous about reading a teleprompter. It was really clunky. And I feel like anyone, you know, with that kind of job, I mean, look, it's live TV. If yeah. you've never done it before, you know, it's kind of nerve wracking. And, you know, it's not like me. Hey, I skate in. I'm the guy you like that you don't see very much. Okay, bye. <laughs> I have the best job, you know, yeah. it's like, I, I'm lucky that like, I'm on just a short enough amount of time that like, you don't get sick of me because mm-hmm. you would probably eventually get sick of me. But Kevin, he's so good at making other people look good. And also his off camera demeanor sets a tone. There's no ego BS. There's no like, oh, my dressing room's bigger than your dressing room. <laughs> he's not into any of that. He doesn't care. He's just like, oh, like just use my dressing room if you got to do what I don't care. You know, he's not into yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah. And I think he realizes also how lucky he is to have the job that he has. And he's, he's got like a, he's come from like a good family that is, mm-hmm. the guy's got his shit together. I mean, yep. you know, but yeah, he's, he, he really, he's like, I, I described he's like the Bugs Bunny of the show. He's the instigator. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Gets everyone else in trouble. And, and yeah, but I'm, I'm a big <laughs> Kevin Peter fan. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, this is actually a brand new segment that we haven't done before. It is inspired by a couple of our friends who I should give proper credit to uh, Scott C.K. Toomey and his wife, Meg. They use a term called bootleg in reference to different actors and actresses in Hollywood. 
bootleg. And basically the premise is that there are two people who are kind of interchangeable, but one is slightly higher on the scale than the other. So, for instance, one of the ones that comes up a lot recently is Kristen Stewart of Twilight fame, even though I mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to talk about it. Teresa Palmer being like a bootleg Kristen Stewart, because not only does she get like interchanged with the movies that she would be in all the time, but Teresa Palmer's actually doing that warm bodies, like Twilight zombie-ish type movie that's coming out fairly soon. So now she's even picking up similar projects. And they just, they look yes, but very Yes, similar. but is she good at pouting? <laughs> that's or true. with her hair. Yeah. That's true. So she I went mean, to the pouting school of acting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twilight, Twilight pieces of shit. So I don't know if yeah. you have any of those, but I, I, oh, have, a, I, totally I have a couple yes. of them. It's yeah. like, uh, I would say that, see, but it, I, no, does it matter who came first? Not no, really. No, 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 it's no. kind of who's more prominent and then who would be the bootleg of them. And it can switch over time. So it's, it, it definitely switch. Uh, for example, I would say that Justin Long is a bootleg of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, oh yeah. that's a great that's one. A one. That's a great one. Yeah, I mean, like, those guys, they both have that sort of, like, hair that's kind of yep. weird, stringy hair. <laughs> they both are good at comedy, mm-hmm. um, and they're capable of also doing drama. They're very malleable, and they're a, they're both uh, bite-sized. <laughs> <laughs> good. Speaking of uh, Howard Stern terms, I always thought Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live was so much of a bootleg Artie Lang. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh. That's that totally hits. Plus, it's the whole mad TV connection to SNL. And it's it's just like they got themselves in Artie Lang when Artie became really popular. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's too bad about Artie, too. I mean, that oh, guy. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got, like, his own, doesn't he have, like, his own, like, radio show slash podcast uh, now? Him and Nick do, I think, they go on at, like, midnight or something. You mean, you mean like, Nick DiPaolo? Yeah. I love that Nick DiPaolo, <laughs> dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have, like, a late night sports show now. Wow. Wow. I, I don't know. I just I think Artie was good on the show, but I also think that his drama, the drama of his personal life, yep, yeah. really sucked a lot of life out of the show. Yeah. I think the show is better now than it's ever been with Howard. I mean, Howard has really come into his own in the sense that like people are saying, oh, who should fill the Artie chair? I think nobody. I yeah. mean, if you ask me, Howard filled the Artie chair. Definitely. And is doing a great job at it. So there's there's no need to change that. I, uh, and what's funny is is having gone on that tour, that chair is empty. No one sits in it. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. like dude, no one sits in that chair. So there's like there's like Benji's chair and Fred's, and then there's there's Artie's just remains empty. Do they have police tape over it or something? Or? <laughs> they should have police tape. <laughs> or at least um, they could just they they could use it uh, as as you could store knives in it. That's true. Oh. They just, you know, like like in, like in your kitchen. You, know, right, you can just right. stick yeah. some yeah. knives okay. at the bottom of that chair. Absolutely. Um, yeah, why not? How do you feel about the America's Got Talent deal? Oh, I can't wait. I, yeah. First of all, it's, first of all, it's great to be working with Howard. Yeah. Uh, because it's part of the same company, like Comcast, oh, yeah, NBC point. Universal. Yep. Um, is G four is related to that, um, along with. Um, you know, it's like G four. It's, it's 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 one of those big monolith companies. Yes. Yep. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna run into him with that. Although uh, Ralph and I talked about uh, hanging out uh, when he comes to L A., which would be a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, but but um, no, I, I'm so excited about Howard being on America's Got Talent. I, I think it's I think it's gonna be amazing. It's also gonna like I, I think he knows what he's, he knows his audience. Yeah. And I was talking I was talking to Ralph about we were talking about private parts and how that movie's held up over the years and you know it's not out on Blu-ray and there should be a commentary track by Howard on it and totally. whatnot, like they do on DVDs. 
But Ralph was saying that he felt that Howard should have gone further with the movie when you because like at the time that that came out, there's something about Mary came out, and there was that joke about you know the jizz and Cameron yeah. Diaz's hair and yeah. whatnot, like that whole, whole thing. And he he thought that Howard held back, like the movie should have gone much further, been like jackass or vulgar. But it's like I don't think in that period of time. I mean, I think Private Parts went far enough for the period for that period. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree. Private Parts was made today. If Private Parts was made today, it'd be much more hardcore. Oh yeah. Much more gross. Will the Farmer probably would have been on it. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like they just it just it just would have been a more graphic show. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that Howard was smart in the sense of like, let's just let's just introduce people to Howard Stern. Let's get you on. That movie got everyone on his side, and people who don't understand him, I think, can through this movie and done in a very mainstream Hollywood way. Mm-hmm. So it was really smart. I mean, he hasn't made a movie since, um, unfortunately, because uh, you know, I don't know. He just, he keeps saying that there's nothing really good out there. I mean, there were rumors that he was actually going to play. Scarecrow in uh, all right. Batman. I remember that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which we all agree would have sucked. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would have sucked. I mean, I, I, I like the way that they've handled it with uh, Killian Murphy yeah. in Batman Begins. I thought was great. So let's leave it at that. Absolutely. Definitely agree. Cool. The only other bootleg I had written down today was uh, Rose Byrne being the bootleg Salma Hayek. Oh, Wow. You're right. It's that's so funny. I feel like there's like bootleg directors out there too. Where it's <laughs> oh, like that's good. I haven't even thought of that. People's styles. Oh my god! Like you know, Quentin Tarantino. He's been bootlegged. Uh, a lot of people have bootlegged his style in a way. Yeah. But but uh, I mean, I just I, I the, with a lot of movies that I see at film festivals, I'll, I'll right. see that. Mm. I'll see sort of the oh, that's a bootleg Tarantino, or that's like oh, you're going for that thing. Okay, so that's. I mean, it is definitely a style, but there are. What's so funny is what you're talking about. I mean, that term may not be used, mm-hmm. but that that way of thinking. I mean, that's right out of like. Uh, I mean, that's that's how agents talk. They're like, "Well, you can't get this. We need a, this type." Right. You know, oh. and they'll go after people that have whether it's a similar similar physical look or similar abilities on screen. They go for people that are that are interchangeable. Um, and what's funny, like. Uh, you know, that kind of thing happens all the time. An actor has to drop out. Well, then someone else like skates right in. Yep. I mean, it really shows you. I mean, especially in the case of Charlie Sheen with Ashton Kutcher coming in, you see like, you know, gosh, you know, you, not, not every job is solid. You should really be grateful yeah. for what you've got to be able to work in entertainment and actually make a living at it is, is to me like, uh, it's, it's great. So I don't know. Charlie Sheen really blew it. Ashton Kutcher comes in, and now the ratings are even higher. Yeah, who thought that was going to happen? The show was going to die. I didn't see. Yeah, I think everyone did. For for a show that I don't give a shit about, that is the most mainstream, stupid crap. Oh, it's garbage. I've never been able to watch a full episode of it. Every time I watch the first five minutes, I have such a headache from the (laughs) fake laugh track. Oh yeah, the canned laughter. And the lame writing. It's tempting when they have so many attractive women on there, but then I still can't even make it through. Yeah. All right. I don't know. What do you think? That's a good time to wrap up, or? Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm good. You guys. I. I gotta say. It, I can't thank you enough. Oh, this I can't a blast. thank you. That's. It's been amazing. This is a blast. Okay. Cool. Hey, Rob, Mike, Brian. Really appreciate it. You guys are great. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. And and I'm super excited. You guys. We we got to chat about nerdy stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. It was an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Great. Okay. Cool. All right. Take care, you guys. I'll talk to All you right. later. Thank All you. Right. Thank you again. All right. Bye. 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 Once again, I'd just like to thank Chris Gore for being on the show this week. To find Chris online, you can go to chrisgore.com. 
You can follow him at that Chris Gore on Twitter and follow his show at Podcrash Show on Twitter. Also check out Podcrash in iTunes, where we will be featured in an upcoming episode along with Chris's commentary. Check out our site at thegeekgeneration.com. Please rate the show and write a review in iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, please send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter or leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. With that, I will see you guys next week. Later. Make it so.